So we've been talking about, or last week we started talking about this collect for purity that we pray at the beginning of each service. And um, we talked a little bit last week about sin and um, the fall, and we talked about um, this idea of purifying the thoughts of our hearts, cleansing the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And um, we talked about the heart and the will and um, the difference between the heart, the mind, and the will. And that we talked about um, that famous reformer, Philip Melanchthon, and the heart wants, the heart desires, the will chooses and the mind justifies and um, that is pretty much what we covered last week in a nutshell and so if you missed or if, if you've forgotten um, it took me a minute to think back and remember what we talked about because I've had a long week um, that's that's roughly what we talked about as we um, just sort of thought about this this idea of purifying the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. And um, today I want to talk a little bit about what that inspiration of the Holy Spirit um, might look like, what that might be, um, and um, how, how, can we, how can we have this, or better yet, how can we have more of this? And so... Um, I think it's it's really great when serendipitously or uh, by divine providence um, things line up in a service. And so when we had um, this hymn this morning, um, it says that the last two stanzas of this are, Redeemer, come, I open wide my heart to thee, here, Lord, abide. Let thy inner presence, let me thy inner presence feel, thy grace and love in me reveal. So come, my sovereign, enter in, let new and nobler life begin. The Holy Spirit guide us on until the glorious crown be won. We didn't plan that, that just kind of happened. And uh, sometimes, the Lord's favor and goodness is more than I can imagine because that was pretty much what I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> um, but I, I, did, I did also want to talk a little bit about um, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit because I think um, we confess and we believe in a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, we talk about a lot about God the Father and we, we spend a lot of time um, thinking about and looking at the life of Jesus, but we don't often talk about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And so um, I just have a, a few kind of scattered but connected dots that I would like to put in front of you to think about um, who the Holy Spirit is and how we can invite him in to guide us on and lead us in that way. And so, um, what do we know about the Holy Spirit? Who, who is he? What, what does Jesus say about him? What does Jesus call him? The helper. Another word for that is, is comforter, right? Um, 
I think it's interesting when we look at um, that word comfort coming from the Latin, the idea is, is with strength, right? Comfort. What else is he known as um, in some of the older versions, perhaps? Counselor, right? Starts with a P. Paraclete. From somewhere over there. there there's Jenny got it. Okay, good. The paraclete. And um, does anybody know what a paraclete is? I didn't either for a long time. It, <laughs> it's um, the, the idea of the paraclete. In, um, it comes out of, out of Roman navy times and the whole idea is when a ship is sinking you have paracletes and they come alongside of the ship that's sinking and lash ropes underneath the hull and those two ships on the side of the ship that's sinking support and lift up the one that's sinking so they can get it safely back to harbor um that's another word for the holy spirit the paraclete the counselor and Jesus says in that final farewell address to them um, at the Last Supper, he says, um, be thankful that I'm going because if I don't go, he can't come. But I will send another one and he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and lead you into all truth. And that is... I think a good, a good definition of what a counselor does. Um, he directs us in the ways of sin and righteousness, right and wrong, and he leads us into all truth. And Jesus says more than that. He says in a different place, he says, don't worry about what you're going to say because the Holy Spirit will give you the words that you need just at the right time when you need them. Kind of like that hymn that showed up this morning, just at the right time when we need them. Um, so th- those are all good definitions of the Holy Spirit. They're all scriptural, scriptural definitions of the Holy Spirit. And um, so that, that's who he is. So what does he do other than convict the world of sin and righteousness? And In terms of us, what does the Holy Spirit do? He equips us, he teaches us, he leads us, same, same idea there, leads us, guides us, teaches us, directs our steps, we could say. Um, he also, as we see in scripture, um, particularly on the day of Pentecost, he, he gives gifts, and the gifts that he gives are always for the building up of the church. They're always for the advancement of the kingdom of God. But um, the gifts are almost limitless, but they are always good. And um, gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy, uh, words of knowledge, um, all of these things are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives and as I um, as I teach people as I minister to them and walk with them 
Um, one of the things that I've discovered and that I've, I'm certain is true is that the better we steward the gifts that we've been given, the more likely he is to give them again. And so if we use them well, it pleases God and God is more likely to, to give us that gift again. Um, and so we have natural gifts that are part of our nature and we have supernaturally inspired gifts that are a, sort of a direct result of the Holy Spirit empowering us. Um, natural, one of my natural gifts is faith. Um, I, I, I trust people, I trust God, um, but um, I, I don't trust myself to walk on water, right? I don't have that kind of faith in a natural way. Um, and I've never walked on water that hasn't been frozen. I did play ice hockey. But, um, but I, I have had moments in my life where I have seen God's presence and seen him move so powerfully that if somebody said, look, here's water, I might have given it a shot because my faith was so supernaturally strong there. So we have gifts that he gives. Um, we also see that he, and walking with him, produces fruit in our lives. And that's that famous passage from, I always get this wrong and I shouldn't, but it's Galatians, right? Yes. Um, where we see the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Holy Spirit is first what? Come on, you all know this one. Love, joy, peace, patience kindness, gentleness, self-control. What else am I missing? Goodness, self-control, yeah. Um, and against these things, there is no law, right? You can have as much of those as you want in your life, and everybody's thankful for that, right? And so the more we walk with the Holy Spirit, the more we trust him, the more we allow him to lead us, the more we listen to him, um, the more evidence we see, the more fruit we see in our lives of his presence. And whenever the Holy Spirit shows up in power, whenever he shows up in that supernatural, dramatic way, it is always, always to glorify Jesus. It is always to point us to God the Father. It is always to bring us that step further to what God created us to be, to what God is calling us to be. And that takes us right back to this thing of sin and sanctification because the more time we spend with Jesus, the more time we spend with the Holy Spirit, the more he transforms us. And the more we are incrementally, little bit by little bit, moved towards that image and likeness of Jesus which is ultimately what we will all, where we will all be. And again, that whole notion of um, the Romans reading and how in this world, in this body, we're always going to be in this struggle with sin. But um, when this body, I just think of Hamlet, and when I shuffle off this mortal coil, right, this, this thing that has me bound up, once I loose myself from that, then the full 
glory of God can be revealed in me and in you. And just like scripture says, when we see him, Jesus, that is, we will be like him. And so, um, don't give up. <laughs> we, we hope for what is yet to be seen because it's not there yet. But we can make progress. And we can only make that progress by and through and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Living, working, and moving in us to make us, to transform us into that image of Jesus that this world so desperately, desperately needs. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you did not abandon us, you did not leave us as orphans, but that you, you said, I'm coming back. And um, in the meantime, before you come back in, in your fullness, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have given us the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here with us. Uh, we thank you for your love for us. And Lord, we pray that you will um, speak to our hearts and that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see um, all the good things that you have prepared for us. For we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.